And now for a word from our sponsors. Are you fed up with hearing about the modern data stack only to realize that what it really means is buy these half dozen expensive tools and install them all just to get the data you need? You need right data. We combine the tools you need to turn raw data into trusted data for your business users, all in a single, modular, no-code platform. Easily do batch or streaming ingest, transform data, and build and orchestrate pipelines in our Data Factory Data Engineering module. The tools essential to delivering high-quality, reliable data through data observability, profiling, and ML-powered business rule generation are all in our Data Trust module. And to make it easy for users to find and take action on all that trusted data. Data Market is the next-gen catalog that makes it easy for users to find data products, to request access, and to start using the data through APIs, connectors, or even generative AI-powered data analytics. Get a free trial and learn why companies like Walmart, Johnson & Johnson, and General Electric chose right data for their data teams and how you can cut your data stack costs by 50% at GetRightData.com. Hi, everyone. This is Jean-Marc. I am the creator of DataMesh, uh, the founder of Next Data. We are reimagining what data sharing could look like if data was a product, if independent teams and individuals could share their data as a product, and if we lived in a world where AI, ML, analytics could be powered by independently owned and responsibly shared data. So that's our vision. If that's appealing to you, if that interests you, we are growing our team rapidly and we need you. If you're a distributed systems engineer, product manager, or a designer of a large-scale PaaS SaaS infrastructure, we'd love to hear from you. Please check out our careers page at nextdata.com. Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. This episode is part of a longer interview I conducted with Jamak Dagani, who's the founder of the Data Mesh Concept and is sponsored by her, her company, her startup, Next Data. The goal of these conversations is to dig deeper into specific topics rather than skimming the surface and really discuss Schmack's view of the now and the future of data mesh. What is possible now? What can we do to set ourselves up for success in the, in the future? And what is our ideal picture in that future once we have the ways of working and the tooling more figured out? Hopefully you get some great insights as well as seeing the other side of the funny and wonderful person behind the data mesh paradigm. Please do follow Jamak as well for more interesting insights to keep an eye out on what she is working on. I think you'll be very interested and exciting. Now, up next, I'll give a bit of my summary of the episode. So you might focus on a few of the nuanced points that Jamak makes. Sometimes she says some things that are kind of like a picture, right? Worth a thousand words in and of themselves, even when she says one sentence. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and hear some fun music, and then we'll get into that summary. Episode 261, just what the heck is a data product container? Jamax corner number 29. 
So this is the start of a new recording of a conversation with Jamak. And we started with the focus on data product containers and just what she means by, by that phrasing. So it's important to understand what happened in software around containers. So containers and software abstracted away an, a number of very cumbersome tasks like packaging, building, and deploying things around services. They also encapsulated a lot of the dependencies software had to its environment. Combined, that meant developers could focus on delivering value instead of focusing on the infrastructure and focusing on all the different versions of things being deployed and trying to manage all of these dependencies. It was just we created a way to easily build and just get stuff out there and that that was what the focus was, was on delivering value. We need to do the same in data. Relative to data products, Mac was talking about how crucial it is to encapsulate all the structural components needed to share data in a responsible and easy way. So that includes, includes the code, the metadata, etc. Again, it's packaging it all together so there isn't these same issues around, you know, having V1 of the API and V2 of the of this other output port and V, you know, 1.2.7 of this and are those all working together or whatever? No, you just you package it together. And so in her mind, similarly, there's no difference between the pipeline, the sync, the code, the metadata, the APIs to access the data, et cetera, needed to, all of that, they, they're all part of what needs to be included in the data product. That way you have one thing, even if it is made up of all these many smaller things you deploy. It just makes, means everything is far easier for people managing it and also for people consuming it that, you know, they don't have to worry nearly as much about Hey, is this all the most updated version? And Jamak sees the trend towards people doing centralized data products, you know, managed or especially created. You know, a lot of times it's via centralized architecture. She sees that as a form of quote unquote cheating because it will create a lot of the problems that come with centrally managed software. And so with data mesh, you know, decentralized architecture is is pretty crucial. We still have to do, you know, that central platform. But understanding how the teams manage their own things independently so that you don't have all of these, again, dependencies and that um, if somebody does something uh, with their own data product, it doesn't have cascading issues for every single um, data product involved or anything like that. Okay, with that shortest summary of the episode done, let's go ahead and get to actually hearing from the woman herself, Shmak Degani. Okay, very, very excited for another episode of Jamak's Corner. So, Jamak, thank you so much for joining us. Before before we get in, I just want to, um, you know, give you a little bit of space to to tell the world a little bit about anything that you're working on, and then we can jump into the conversation. Any anything that you've got kind of on your plate, or anything that's interesting in your world? 
Sure, it's great to be here, Scott. I know how much energy you put in to get these conversations uh, going, and it's late night for you, so I'm very, very grateful to have this time. Um, yes, I guess where we are, I started Next Data. It's a basically data mesh technology company. So we are building a set of tools to create a new way and a new experience for, on one hand, having this domain specialist data hackers essentially be able to share and um, share their code and data in a responsible and secure way uh, with a delightful experience. And on the other hand, uh, analytical data users, whether you're a data scientist or data analyst or anyone in between, be able to discover and understand and get access and use these data products in a peer-to-peer fashion without a centralized team or technology, really centralized technology, I guess, in between. Um, and that's what we're up to. We are uh, we have a few customers right now, pilot customers, testing some of these early, I guess, incarnations of the product. Uh, and we're, I'm hoping that as we're building the product, I can share more and more with the, with the industry what we're up to and um, encourage other people to join us <laughs> in this journey one way or another as, you know, as employees, or as friends, as users, as buyers and so on. Awesome. Well, and uh, yeah, I, I, I've been, uh, you know, obviously keeping up on the next data stories, considering you know how, how much we chat and as an advisor, but it's, I'm really excited about what you're building, you know, not trying to do the commercial, but it's, it's really, I think if, if we can pull it off, it's game changing. So, um, you know, uh, but I wanted to start with a little bit, you know, we could talk about gen AI in, in, in some form or fashion, because it just got back from big data London, but I was actually really surprised at how much people were still talking data mesh and a lot of the presentations were really good on that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to call out any names because there were so many that were so, so great. But I wanted to start with this idea of your data container, right? You've been talking about this and I don't think a lot of people in data are so aware of how transformational containerization was on the software side. Suddenly people could just deploy and not worry about the underlying infrastructure, the underlying tooling. They could just kind of call things in via API and just just deploy, right? It, it, made, it made everything so much different. But the containerization concept seems pretty misunderstood on the data side. So could you share a bit about how you'd see containerization maybe working or or maybe the impact to developers? You know, I don't want you to give out all your secret sauce, but uh, how you think about this is going to change things for people, right? Where people don't have to learn all of the tooling and things like that. They can just do code and then the platform just kind of takes it and runs with it. Is, is that a good interpretation? Or I, I, you know, I want to give you obviously tons of time and space to, to, to talk about this because you're so passionate about it. Let's, let's get started with the maybe the naming first. When we say data container, I think it can uh, create some um, maybe misunderstanding or uh, people can visualize it different solutions. So the in the book and in my work, previous work on data mesh, I introduced this concept of data product containers. There's, a, there's chapters of the book dedicated to the data product. And one of these concepts was really the need for a system to bring in together and package many different and today disparate pieces and elements that are needed 
to build, run, discover, and use a data product. And I call that a data product container. And I took inspiration from what containers had done for software in the past. So if you go back to kind of two really fundamental um, aspects of software containerization and the value they delivered, we can then describe that and then we can use that as a launching platform to see how it's relevant to the data mesh and data product container. So containers essentially were ways of packaging software with all of its necessary elements so that it could run on any environment, right? So they kind of allowed you to run software in a virtualized manner on any operating system anywhere, right? From your cloud to personal computer to data centers. So it not only they abstracted away the, the packaging and running and building and deploying aspect of the software uh, in so that it can be interoperable as running on different operating systems, but they also encapsulated kind of a lot of dependencies that softwares often have to their environments uh, for them to run. So why there is no direct analogy, like, you know, word by word or feature by feature analogy between data products and between software container, I think the ultimate purpose is very similar. So now let's come to the concept of data product. Let's come to data mesh and then see why I had to, I needed to have a thing like a container uh, to be introduced even in the in the language of data mesh, right? So I will just start with the caveat that um, there is a lot of misunderstanding and misrepresentation of what I intended at least for data product and data product containers. Words are cheap, words get copied, the intentions and meanings get lost to serve the, you know, the kind of the commercial purposes of various vendors. So um, I guess I would just caveat this that if the audience is confused even further as what I say, I would encourage you to just go and read the book. I really tried hard to really put a lot of, you know, secret sauce in the book to allow people to just learn and build their own versions of, you know, kind of data mesh or data mesh tooling. So kind of, I guess my definition of data product, which came to exist in the context of, uh, of data mesh was really about encapsulating all of the structural components that is needed for somebody for be able to share, um, again, data in a responsible way and if you, in an easy way. And if you think about just the word that I said, all of the structural components. The structural components for data sharing, first and foremost, it includes the code that is generating that data. So for, for data measure for me, there is no separation of pipeline from say, the sync from the data, that you know, sync that the pipeline is putting the data in from the data being shared and how it's being shared. All of that is just different pieces of structural components for that data to be you know, available to come to exist and then become available as shared. So, so it included as uh, one of those main structural components is code. The current incarnation of code is pretty much pipeline, but I hope that in the future, as we break down this kind of monolithic 
cumbersome pipelines into smaller, smaller pieces of code that is serving a particular domain oriented data product. We don't even need pipeline, frankly, but it's code. It's the data itself. It's the APIs and ways of getting to the data. It's the policy that is governing the data. And it's all of the additional information, let's just put them in the bucket of metadata that make that data discoverable, understandable, you know, trustworthy. So as you can imagine, there are, we're not talking about just a bunch of files or entry in catalog or uh, you know, tables of a warehouse. We're talking about a complete new atomic unit. And again, in the book, I took inspirations from the work of evolutionary architecture, this idea of architectural quantum, which is the smallest piece of architecture that has all of the structural components necessary for that piece to do its job. And I call this data product quantum, data quantum. I played with that word a little bit, then I kind of maybe I <laughs> went away and parked that word because it's sound like too grandiose and <laughs> pretentious. So I didn't want to, it scared people, data quantum scared people off. So I'm not using it, but essentially an architectural quantum, we're now talking about a new architectural quantum with all of the structural components that I just listed some of those. So if you want to bring all of those structural components and expose a simple interface for a data producer, data consumer to do their job, now you need to bundle these things together. And some people have done this through basically, they cheat, <laughs> they create a kind of, they, they, they take a centralized approach to it, which is say, which they would say, look, I've got a catalog, and in my catalog, I've got a record of a bunch of metadata that pulls, points to these different structural components I call the data product. Not, you know, not helpful or useful because you're still requiring to some centralized later in the game kind of dictionary or, or catalog to pull this together. What we're doing at Next Data, we're kind of shifting the approach right from the beginning, just like software delivery, we're creating it. So what we are changing is just like software delivery, we say we let the people use the tools, how they code their data product or how they kind of store the data products or we're bringing a system of kind of packaging with a new experience to bring all these disparate pieces together, version together, manage their life cycle together, run them together like there's a whole kind of orchestration that needs to happen beyond this beyond just codifying what's what's a data product structure looks like at build time at runtime, time and that's really the focus of our work and i get quite disappointed when i see <laughs> the concepts get kind of completely misrepresented and and even fundamentally misunderstood as why we need these new words or new vocabulary to be established and just they get mis misattributed to <laughs> I don't know, other, other things. So thanks again to Jamak. As a reminder, please check out her startup, Next Data. There's more information about it in the show notes. They're doing some pretty amazing things. She's hiring lots of folks, looking to partner with others and just kind of check it out. And as for me, please do follow up with me as well. I'm pretty easy to find. I'd love to chat Data Mesh or anything kind of in the data realm. Check out datameshunderstanding.com for more information, some useful resources and things as well. And Jamak and I both wish you an excellent rest of your day. Now with that, let's cue that inspiring outro music.